TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys at a Mic Show, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely gorgeous Thursday here in the fine city of Chicago leading up to a uh, what should be a very eventful, if not exciting, sports weekend. It's the coach and the big dog here in the Two Guys at a Mic Show at your service. We do so up until 11 o'clock or whatever Pacific time. What is that? 9 o'clock Eastern time, 12 o'clock. Very, very confusing, but we're on one hour a day, five days a week, five in toto. David Olson, our producer on the other side of the glass that we do. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the music. <laughs> Award-winning uh, theme music here on the two guys in a mic show. A lot going on in the world of sports, and of course, uh, we talked about it yesterday, but David Olson, our favorite team, and I think a lot of people's favorite team, the Chilean Miners, have come out in mass and full force, all 33 miners up and above ground. And, of course, uh, what was it, six rescue personnel? We watched the last one come up uh, last night at about 10.30 to complete. The project, complete the rescue, was done without uh, any real uh, miscues, without any negative happenings. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of things coming up from... Uh, you know, we'll see psychologically how they do and medically how they do. But it was amazing how well these guys look. Yes, David? I was going to say there was some comedy writer that it is said in their monologue that uh, it would be great <laughs> sci-fi if they pulled out a 34th minor. <laughs> well, that's a lot funnier than your sick and sordid comment yesterday where we had about 11 up and you were saying we'll see if all 33 come up. Implying that maybe the strongest of the, what was your comment? Only the strong survive? Only the strong survive. Oh, goodness. 25 came up and seven, let's just say, didn't make it. Who now, knows? Now, now, now people, how are the women? What's that? How are the women that were down there? Take it easy. There was no women down there. They didn't send any down there? No. The, the, uh, it's an interesting theory. I don't think they could send people down there. Until they until they had the larger tube down there. We welcome in the big dog, Joe Redwanski, checking in via our telecommunication phone lines from uh, beautiful Aurora, Illinois. Big dog, how are you? And I'm sure you are elated, as am I, that the Chilean miners are all safe and above ground. I've been partying all night, Coach, just for it. <laughs> I keep on replaying it on CNN. It's, it's yeah. awesome. It is cool. Did you see the guy I talked about yesterday, Robert Benini, minor number two? He's really not Robert Benini, but that's who we reminded of, the star from Life is Beautiful who went nuts when he won the Oscar. But did you see a replay of that guy by any chance? Uh, I have not yet, okay. Coach, believe it or not. Okay. You got it. You got I guess they were going to have him go number one, but they didn't want the rest of the minors to, you know, like. They, they, he couldn't go first, basically. They knew he was going to ham it up a little bit. <laughs> well, then he probably should have gone last. And now we can joke about it, of course. We can have some fun with it because they are all safe and well, so it's a lot easier to kid about it. But uh, now he should probably should have been like 25th or 26th. Why well, take all the glory away from all the others? I'll tell you what, though. The guy who took the last baton, the uh, final leg of the relay, if you will, Big Dog, that guy apparently was the guy who kept everybody together 
in the first initial stage when the mine collapsed. He is, of all, they're all heroes, but he is the truest of the true heroes. I don't know if you saw him come out, but uh, pretty cool with him meeting the Chilean president. No, after like four or five, it got pretty boring, you know. Mm-hmm. I can see you're all touched up with this story. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I, I was actually real, real, real busy. I didn't get to watch any of that stuff. I wish I could have, though. But that's, mm-hmm. I mean, this, this, it's been like a worldwide, like, feel-good story, Coach. Yes. It's, 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 it's nice. Yep. And, and, and uh, only some more natural disasters to make us uh, with no death. Well, we're not going to root for that. But uh, we do need some feel-good stories like that to pull not just countries, but uh, all of us. When I say all of us, uh, you know, here on the planet Earth. All of the fine countries and people from different religions getting a little corny here, a little overly idealistic, but uh, that's exactly what happened. People coming together for a cause. We need a little bit more feel-good like that, Big Dog. So many negatives, nothing wrong with occasional positives where we're all pulling together. That's what happened in the Chilean mine incident. By the way, it was the United States drill expert who was the one who finally came through with the proper drilling technique, if you will that uh, was able to accomplish going the 2,000 feet under. So the U.S. is a major player in the story. I'm not sure if you're aware. Oh, that's awesome. It's, it's usually the, you know, Israel or the U.S. You know, that, uh, and, you know, the French will come in with some croissants in the end. <laughs> uh-huh. You yeah, think in the right. next World Cup, do you think uh, Chile gets a bye just because of this incident? Autom- or maybe automatic entry into the round of 32? Yeah, how many actual footballers were that fell down into the into the mine? One, one, one of the miners was actually an ex-pro soccer player. Are you kidding? About no. That? Yeah, that's for real. It, they don't make that much in Chile, huh? I said an ex. You know, maybe he's too old. You can still mine at the age of forty. I don't think you can be a professional soccer player at the age of forty. Sometimes if you're like a professional baseball player here in the United States, you don't end up being a minor afterwards. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, the, so Chile- the Chilean Soccer Union is not quite as good as the American Major League Baseball Players Union, if that's if that's what you're asking. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> you, know, you know, Dave Olson, I actually gave a coach, you know, we were trying to figure out how to get noticed, and I was like, hey, uh, you know, I'll be more than happy to be missing for like 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like I'll, I'll hang out like uh, in the backwoods of uh, like South Dakota or something like that, mm-hmm. and then, coach, you can find me one day. I've seen the uh, ratings. If you, if you remember that, coach, you were willing to do it. Oh, absolutely, we're willing and anxious. Yeah, and, and by the way, big dog, if you've seen the ratings for uh, this show, you're doing a good job of hiding away. Oh, that's this, good. good. This, this good. might be the next best thing to being in a cave. <laughs> we're hoping some people discover us, but we're doing a pretty good act of uh, being below ground ourselves. Oh, goodness. You got to poke a little fun at yourself, right? Uh, 888-463-6748. If any Chilean miners are listening to the show and you want to call in, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, or God forbid you actually want to talk some sports with the big dog and the coach. We will do that too. Again, our phone number, 888-463-6748. By the way, big dog, between the, the one miner, we weren't sure if it was going to be the wife. The mistress, both or neither, waiting for him when he came up. The answer was the mistress was there. The wife was not. How about that, Mel Allen would say? Wow. Wow. You know, which number was he, by the way? He was about like, what, 17th or 18th to come up? No, he was further down the line. He was like 23 or Ah, something. Okay. Okay. Okay, because I told my roommates they thought I was making it up. (laughs) 
I did too when you first told me. No, you told me. No, I didn't. Or somebody told me. I yeah, told you both yesterday. Okay. okay. Our producer, if it's a matter of reference and a matter of fact, Big Dog, obviously did not come from the, either of the two of us, our producer, David Olson, but very interesting. Mistress or wife? So the wife, nowhere to be seen. The mistress is there. Were you like me worrying when they... Uh, the hug is one thing, but would you kiss somebody that's been underground for like 90 days? Wouldn't you worry that there's some disease? I mean, I don't mean to be mean or cruel, but they could be passing on some kind of germatoid that could affect you as well, no? Coach, you know, I'm a little bit sloppy, but I'm huge on the germ, if you know what I'm saying. I, I'm really clean. I, I really can't go into detail here, but there's been many times that I wouldn't kiss somebody in certain situations. Well, I wasn't talking about you personally. I was talking about the minors. You who, said, would you kiss somebody that would be down, that was uh, that was underground for 69 days? Yes. And no. Okay. That's pretty much, I, that's, I'm just saying yes. I've been in situations where I've died, I freak out over stuff like that. No, I would okay. not put my mouth near anybody like All that. Right. So you, even if it's your, you know, your, your long-lost spouse you haven't seen for three months, it's like, you know, give him a hug, but, uh, you know, brush your teeth first. All right. Uh, but all kidding aside, we are glad to see that that is a team effort, Big Dog, uh, in the truest sense. And it looks like they came through with victory. Now you got to deal with the aftermath. But uh, truly a heartwarming story. I can tell you're touched up about it. Something tells me that uh, when those guys go back to work, hopefully, hopefully they'll give them a long time off. But uh, when they do go back to work, I don't think they're going to want to be working with each other anymore. They've no. spent way too much time together. Yeah, I would think so. How many do you think will go back to mining? What would you guess? Hey, coach, most of them. You think so? Wow. David Olson shaking. What else are they going to have to do? Well, write a book, make a movie, uh, retire, uh, go to another job that when you go, when you leave at 8 o'clock in the morning, there's not a chance that rocks are going to cave in on you and you might be underground for a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And when you're talking about it in Chile, that happens a lot because of all the earthquakes. So That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you know, but maybe... Maybe these guys will be able to write books. Maybe they will be able to have TV shows. I guess Robert Benini, the, you know, number two, he needs oh, yeah. to be able to get something. Oh, yeah. His days of mining are over. I can guarantee that. That guy, in the made-for-TV movie, he might star as himself. That guy's <laughs> that guy's all good. No question about the Chilean president, by the way. Very cool guy. I couldn't understand a word he was saying, but I like his body language. He was language. speaking in Spanish, Coach. Well, I understand that. In my uh, three years of high school Spanish, two years of college Spanish, Pretty much confirming what my high school junior son tells me, who hates Spanish class. Dad, I'm never going to remember this stuff. I'm never going to use it. And it's hard for me to deny that fact when here I am 35 years later and I can't understand a word of Spanish. But a pretty cool guy and his wife, a very, very attractive wife, by the way, the Chilean first lady, awfully good. That's uh, I have to admit the South American first ladies yes. definitely outdo <laughs> the the first ladies here in the United States. We've never had a good looking one. As well, far that's as not I'm true. Concerned. Jacqueline uh, Kennedy, oh, very had, attractive young one, lady. We've had one incredibly gorgeous one. That never Nancy yet. Reagan in her younger years, attractive to uh, some of the fine male commodities out there. Maybe way back in the day, but that not from 1981 <laughs> to 89. No, she was hey, definitely Hillary not Rodham Clinton back in the early years turned a few you, eyes. Don't kid yourself. If you're in the calves. <laughs> uh, Michelle McMichael Obama, Mary or Michelle Robinson Obama. I'm sorry, a very attractive young lady. So I. I uh, uh, 
Talk oh. about, yeah, I'd rather kiss a Chilean minor after 69 months. <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, not a bad young lady in her own no, right. she cracked the whip. If you're in a dominatrix's, <laughs> you would have liked Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> I, I, I know a lot about the First Lady, so I'm Is surprised that, I forgot Jacqueline Bouvier, Kennedy, Onassis. Uh, I shouldn't have forgot her. So. The fact that she cracked the whip, that's not the real reason why Franklin was in the wheelchair. You're not, you're not going to give us a... I mean, most of us thought it was polio, but you're telling me maybe it was Eleanor? It possibly was, Coach. She's the best place. She was the president of the United States during the last, like, seven years she was in office. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Rosalind Carter, by the way, one of our emailers pointing in. Rosalind Carter, very attractive back in the Jimmy Carter younger years. So a cheap shot, if you will. Cheap shot at American First Ladies. What about Lady Bird Johnson? Seriously, you, that girl could party. <laughs> Oh, goodness. At our Facebook page, Big Dog, normally uh, I preview what we're going to talk about. You know, uh-huh. uh, the football weekend ahead, the Blackhawks victory, NBA season, whatever. To, on today's Facebook page, and rightfully so, I put uh, show topics, and I put dot, dot, dot. Well, who knows what it's going to be, because yesterday all the show topics we were going to get to, we never got to. So I basically said just kind of tune in and see what we're talking about. And obviously the first eight minutes of the show, our Facebook preview has uh, pretty much been proven correct. Well, at least we've done something right today, Coach. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, all right, can we talk some sports? Big note where you want to lead off. we got baseball playoffs coming up. Good, good slate of college football coming up this weekend. The Chicago Bears, NFL, lots of news and notes. And our Chicago Blackhawks are uh, fading rapidly. Well, I shouldn't say that, but they're fading early in the season with a tough defeat at home. Where do you want to go, or do you got a topic you'd like to get to? I'm, I'm letting you be the leadoff hitter today. Well, with the attitude that you have about the Chicago Blackhawks, I, I don't want to talk Blackhawk hockey. If, if that's how was, you're going to, if that's the vent that you're going to go I, with. I it. was being, uh, if not slightly, if not medium level, more than slightly sarcastic. I mean, the, the idea of anybody fading in October in hockey. I mean, <laughs> w- what happened? Did the, did the ice melt? I mean, it's, seriously. Is it not cold enough for the ice to stay frozen? <laughs> it was almost as silly as my comment yesterday where Marion Hosa right now is your NHL MVP. played two games. I got a little carried away. I apologize. But well, I heard that's... somebody else say that, Coach. No, no, somebody else, oh, yeah, you know, Hosa's probably the best player in the league right now. What the, how? He didn't do anything <laughs> in the playoffs. And... <laughs> Never mind, Coach. You're not the only one. He he is... two good games. He is playing at a high level. But all right, let's start off with a little hockey. Blackhawks lose last night 3-2. to two. They had a 2-1 to one lead heading into the third period. I'm driving around in my car, Big Dog, and they uh, interviewed the players on TV and on radio, and they interviewed Nick Boynton. It's kind of odd because you'd think the players would be in the locker room with the coaches getting some instructions and stuff, but they had like a five-minute interview with the player. They do it each and every game. It happened to be Nick Boynton. I'm listening to the interview. Very, very cool. And I'm like, all right, Nick, get off the air and go in the locker room already. I did not watch the third period. I wake up, read the paper this morning. Hawks lose 3-2 on a bad penalty by none other than Dick, Nick Boynton. And they lost, by the way, with 27 seconds left in the ballgame. Uh, in the puck game. You know, uh, yeah, my roommates, I, I was actually on the computer working, uh, trying to create a virus so the last Chilean minor couldn't get out. You know, I was just like, everybody, I'm sick of this whole feel-good story. I didn't get to see a coach. But my roommates were screaming, Nick Boynton, you're a bum. Go back to Rockford. Oh, it, was, it must have been really, really, really stupid. I guess he just shot the puck into the crowd. Mm-hmm. 
not yeah, first play by an NHL player coach. Delay a game penalty. He, he said in the paper he thought he was actually shooting on goal. Didn't know the puck was actually rusting on the stick. It sounded like a weird thing. I'm not sure if it was legit or an excuse. I don't know hockey well enough. But tough penalty, tough loss for the Blackhawks at home. No worse against the dreaded Nashville Predator, big dog. But, uh, again, one and three, it's early. We were missing a couple of our defensemen. By the way, I finally did see the hit on Nicholas Jalmerson. The man uh-huh. with the silent H. I yeah. forgot. What, what was your take on, on the hit and the suspension? It's, it's ridiculous. Don't hit people from behind. It's ridiculous. Come on, Jalmerson. Yeah. The last thing I want is the Blackhawks to have targets on their backs or to be known as a cheap team. Yep. You don't slam into people from behind. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I had not seen the video, and I heard a, a fair amount of Chicago sports talk, people talking about, you know, the league is being way too careful. He hit him from the side. The guy could see it coming. It was not a dirty hit. It was all part of the game. They're overprotecting the players, yada, yada, yada. Finally saw the hit, and I'm with you, big dog. The only thing I disagree, I don't know that it was from behind. It was, it was from, from the, It was a 45-degree angle. Okay. From behind and to the side. Okay. Back but and to the left. Bottom line was it was a cheap shot. He didn't need to hit him that hard, and the guy did not see him coming. He was not looking after watching it. I agree with you. Cheap shot and the suspension well-deserved. I just want the Blackhawks to play at a higher level than all the other teams. It's, uh, that's just mm-hmm. what I that's yeah. what I expect, Coach. Yeah, which so. is what they did in their Stanley Cup year. I think that's uh-huh. why they earned so much respect from not just Chicago fans but hockey fans. They they played the physical game, but they also played that beautiful skating game too. They were able to kind of match those two, and they were a fairly clean team as well. And you know, Dalmerson isn't a cheap player, so no. like one bad hit is yeah. not going to give him a, a bad reputation, Coach. So I'm, I'm not worried about that. Mm-hmm. I just I don't want this to become a habit for this team. Yep. Um, all right. Anything else on the uh, Blackhawks, NHL? I, I don't even know who's uh, undefeated right now, who's on top of the league, but we're kind of following our uh, beloved Hawk here. And, of course, lost a lot of players from last year, Big Dog, so it's not like this is a team trying to repeat. It's a new team trying to find a way to get to the Stanley Cup once again. Yeah, it's uh, this team's going to have to learn how to play together and, and play well. There's a there's been some decent play by the, some of the new kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pazani kid, you know, he's played all right. So uh, it's exciting. You know, it's it's good to see. Uh, it was, it's good to see that teams just don't stand still after winning the cup. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they're they're really going to miss Big Buff, coach. I think out of all the people they're going to miss after the first couple games, they're going to miss Buffalo the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I heard somebody say this the other day on the radio, and I just I just shook my head. They were like, well, you never really did anything in the regular season. The only time you ever did anything was the playoffs. Well, I, I guess that person really doesn't understand what hockey's about because it's, it's basically a, like half of a year you just try to get into the playoffs, and for two months that's your whole entire season. So I am a little worried they are going to miss Buffalo then, not now. Mm-hmm. Speaking of big buff, uh, you haven't seen any pictures of Brett Favre lately. Hopefully, Coach making a weird transition. Uh, that I gotta tell you, I wish I would have uh, found out some of the stuff that I had found out before I filmed this week's edition of Big Dog versus the Spread. I got so much material; it's not even funny. I mean, it's all funny. I mean, I have never. I always thought there was something bad about that guy, and there you go. I mean, what are you doing? You're a quarterback. You got a wife. You're an NFL icon. You're if, taking pictures of your Jimmy. Come if on. he did it. If he did it. Yes, David. Well, you know, I was thinking about this, and who's to say he wasn't doing stuff like this all along up in Green Bay, and it just didn't get out? Because mm-hmm. I mean, Green Bay isn't like a 
a, a huge metropolis. Yeah, media like New mecca. York is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's more of a small town, small town feel, small town rules. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because uh, from what I understand, like there are people out in Green Bay that have heard and have knowledge of situations like this. They just never went public yeah. with it. Well, there, there's been other Cause, Packer cause players. Because they're, they're protecting their own. You know what I mean? Like the whole small town, we've got to protect our own. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's possible. The strength of the pack, big dog. The strength of the pack so, is... The, what's that? Go, no, say your thing, because I'll, I'll go with say what, else, what, what the strength of the pack is. No, I'm not... Uh, What's the quote I'm looking for? The uh, I can't even remember the, the well, quote I'm talking about, but I, I know a lot of people from Wisconsin, yes. and I, a lot of them, like diehard Green Bay fans, like when this stuff happened with Brett Favre, a lot of them were like, "I could care less." The guy's a, a POS, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they would tell me these stories, like, "Oh yeah, like this one guy he was like, yeah, I'm, I go to a bar. Brett Favre is there. He's like, I'm with my uh, my best friend and his girlfriend, and the Brett Favre is hitting on the girlfriend right in front of the guy." And 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 the and the girl was like, "This is my boyfriend right here," and he's like, "I don't care." I mean, so, I mean, like, and this wasn't like one example. Like, basically, it's like it's like this in Wisconsin. You love Brett Favre mm-hmm. unless you've met him personally. Interesting. That's that's how. But it, that's, that's sort of, in a way, it defeats David Olson's small town theory because you would think at a big city like New York or Chicago, L.A., that that player could get lost a little bit. But in a small town like Green Bay, you would think things that happen like that that would get around from one person to another. So there's two sides of that particular argument, right? You think in a small town like Green Bay, if he if he was doing stuff like that, we know other Packer players were. Mark Chamorro. By the company. way, by the way, there that where did that happen at? Which incident, Brett Mark? House. The, Mark Chamorro. It happened at Brett Favre's house. The, the hot tub was at Brett no, Favre's no, it house. At Brett Favre, it was like at Brett Favre's uh, bar. Yeah, coach, everybody in Green Bay says that Mark Tamura got paid millions of dollars by Brett Favre to take the ball. Oh, so now you're really going conspiracy theory on us. This has been known for wow. like ten years. I've never heard that. I, I've heard it through many different people. Never That's heard what, that. Wow. I've heard it through many different people. That's why I was like jokingly going to say, uh-huh. "Yeah, he took a picture of his chamura and showed it, and, and you know, showed it to the." <laughs> By the way, on a, a related note, are you aware that Brett Favre might, for the first time since 1992, he might be sitting out a game this weekend? Big dog dislocated, not dislocated, uh, bad elbow soreness and a throwing elbow, and uh, there's a chance, coincidence or not, that he may not be able to play and break the streak this well, Sunday. If it- if people can make up stories about Michael Jordan and say that he, you know, he didn't leave to play baseball, he mm-hmm. was suspended by uh, the NBA for gambling, I guess people are going to be able to say, hey, his elbow really isn't hurt. It was just uh, him faking it on Monday Night Football mm-hmm. so everybody could see it. And now he's, uh, yep. you know, and remember what I said yesterday. Let's let's not just assume he's guilty. Let's seriously. As much as I think he's a I do not like Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Let's not just assume he's guilty. Let's let's all the facts come out and see if he really did whip it out. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know I don't want to make too much fun of him, but it's funny. It's like people in Chicago either love Michael Jordan or they've met him. <laughs> oh, so, true. In a way, I'm putting Brett Favre and Michael Jordan in the same. That's I, true. Yeah, you know, or the, the, the people the... that I know that have met Michael Jordan are like he's one of the biggest jackasses they've ever met in their life. Mm-hmm. So. It's true. And maybe it fades with time, too, because Michael Jordan is so popular at one 
particular time in Chicago, and now, uh, however many years later after his retirement, much less popular as people are starting to forget his great basketball playing and start to read about some of the stuff he did and his personality is starting to come out. He's become less popular. It's a little similar with Brett Favre in the uh, in Green Bay land and really with NFL fans like myself, who up until a couple of years ago, he was one of my favorite players. The epitome of a guy who went out each Sunday and battled, you know, black and blue type player, not the pretty boy quarterback, the tough guy quarterback and played with pain and was successful and stuff, always loved him. And now after the last two years, I'm not going to say it's completely reversed, but my positivity on Brett Favre has significantly diminished, Big Dog, and I don't think I'm alone in those thoughts, unfortunately. Oh, uh, no. It, Brett Favre went basically the only people who hated Brett Favre were Viking, Bears, and Lions fans. Yeah, and the people that and, knew him. Yeah, and people who knew him. And then now it's like it's 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 getting really, really ugly when it when it gets to him. Apparently, our assistant producer, Randy Myers, did get a text. We don't know if it's for real or not. Did get a text of Brett Favre's elbow. Really? It's a picture of his elbow, and I, we have to confirm that it actually is Brett Favre's elbow, but he did receive a text early this morning, Big Dog, in a somewhat controversial move. Now, so, what we need to do is we need to contact uh, former producer uh, Peanut Tillman. Yes. Not, not, not Charles Tillman, that plays for the Bears, but Michael. And find out if taking a picture of that particular appendage and showing it to girls actually works. You're talking about the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. By the way, did you get the text of my ankle that I sent you? Oh, that was your ankle? That was mine. Why do you shave your ankles, Coach? Well, I, I, I feel dirty and icky now because I thought it was attractive. That's the reason I shaved my ankles, so it's not dirty and icky. There's less friction with the sock, but you did get the text. That's nice. I, th- I thought I'd send yeah. it to you. you know, just yeah, as a... it's called a picture message, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we got Favre possibly sitting out this weekend. What other NFL news and notes? Uh, speaking of more football controversy here, Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe Ben and, and Brett Favre should get together. Hell of a night on the on, on the town with the two of them. But Ben Roethlisberger coming back to play this weekend, Big Doug. Your thoughts? Should he have been suspended longer? And the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're rolling. Three and one? I think you're going to say no, but is there a chance they should have kept Charlie Batchikook? He's quarterbacking your Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, I, I do believe Charlie Batchikook, uh, is he banged up? He's, he's pretty hurt, too. I know Byron Leftwich is still hurt, and Dennis Dixon's out for the season. Uh, you know what? I, I, yes, I do think that uh, Ben Roethlisberger should have been suspended longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a scumbag! And uh, number two, no, the Red, the Steelers should start him immediately because he's their best option to play. It's mm-hmm. not up to the Steelers to suspend him anymore. So, those are my two opinions on it. All right, you want to talk some? Me as Mike Tomlin play, he plays, and me as an NFL fan will root against him. Fair enough. We'll talk some NFL football with the uh, big dog and the coach. Talk about the Brett Favre situation or any other NFL news and notes. Big dog and the coach right here for you. Triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Very quickly before we go to the break, big dog here in Chicago. It's the Bears taking on the Seattle Seahawks. That is a home game, I believe. Soldier Field. The Seahawks um, coming in. I think at two and two. The Bears. Chris Williams is back, but they're going to put him in at left guard as they continue to reshift around the offensive line. Your thoughts on that particular move? Good thing, bad thing, or somewhere in the vast in-between? Well, their excuse is that uh, because of his hamstring, he won't have to go uh, back as much when he's uh, when he's pass blocking. The only problem is that everywhere he goes, he, he's bad. So 
they may have wasted a first-round draft pick. Uh, hopefully it is the injury issue. And since he's healthier than Garza, they put him in at guard. Or, you know, hopefully that's really what it is. But but I'm afraid that he can't play tackle in the NFL, and that's the reason why he's playing guard. Hopefully, it is a, the Bears aren't lying to us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, Coach? All right, we got Lance Briggs also uh, banged up a little bit. He is questionable, questionable for the game. So the Bears' greatest strength on defense, the linebacking core, might take a hit. Beat the Schmoes tomorrow. Big Dog will play our football prediction game, but give us a sneak peek, preak, a sneak peek preview. If I'm popping my peas of the uh, Seattle Bears game, which way do you think it's going to go? The Bears with Jay Cutler back at quarterback. Uh, I, I do believe that the Bears are going to win by at least the the six and a half that they're favored by. Uh, I, I do like the Bears in this particular game. Uh, they played horrible against the Giants, and all of a sudden their offensive line played a lot better after Carolina. Well, this is the first game that uh, Jay Cutler will be back since then, so they're going to still mm-hmm. still have that same oomph, that same uh, want to do well. Uh, to, to erase that horrible taste that must be in the mouth from getting destroyed by Carolina. So uh, I do expect the Bears to play well against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Do so. you think we're overrating the run game and the offensive line's production thereof just by the two big runs by Matt Forte? If you take away those two run, big runs, I know you could do this for a lot of other teams, but you take away those two early runs, Big Dog, and I think our run average was somewhere around three. We all know what happened to the passing game. So was it really a much-improved game from the offensive line, or was it just two good runs by Matthew Forte? I know exactly what you're saying, Coach. But, uh, yes, it was because they had no passing game. So it was basically eight in the box all day long. Mm -hmm. And when the Bears needed one yard or two yards late in the game, they were getting it. Mm -hmm. They they didn't get it every single time, but they, they were still getting it so it was a vast improvement from what they've had. That was right. by far their best game all season long on the offensive line. Right. I would it. disagree with you a little bit. I certainly would disagree with your word vast. It might have been a little bit of improvement, but I don't think any of us are sold yet. And Todd Collins can attest to that, too, as he got banged around a little bit. Now, um, Green Bay Packers, the Bears' number one competitor in the Central Division. You talk about banged up, you talk about injuries, Big Dog. They are, like, decimated. Nick Barnett out for the season. Jermarcus, uh, no, well, is it Jermarcus? Jermichael Finley. Jermichael. Thank you very much. He's out for the season, I believe. So they lost two key players. They already lost Ryan Grant, their running back. couple of other guys, the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers. Their quarterback is questionable for this weekend. So, Dog, the, on the bright side for the Bears, their number one competitor, the Packers, are um, hospitalized. Yeah, and I'm not going to cry for them because if you remember, like in 08, when the whole Bears team was ravaged with injuries, you know, my whole point was, you know, the, they should have drafted well enough to have their backups play and, and play well. Mm-hmm. I hate when, like, people complain, oh, we have injuries. Well, you know, every team has injuries. So, you know, uh, this year the Packers yeah. have more than us. So, I, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that if the Packers can't deal with it, that's, that's mm-hmm. their own problem. Cause uh, it's the NFL, you know. And I listed the injuries. I don't think I implied that the uh, Green Bay fans or the coaching staff or the players I'm are. Just, I'm just, rem- just reminding people because you okay. know it might be next year that the Bears okay. have are ravaged with injuries, yep. and we shouldn't just be like, "Oh, shucks, look, we have a bunch of injuries." Mm-hmm. No, you, you, that's why you have good backups. That's what you. Yep. And the NFL is going to happen. Yep. You're going to be missing a lot of your players. I, I forget which coach it is, but I love the philosophy. Next guy is Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern. I think next guy in. Next guy in. Be ready to go. Uh huh. Right. 
Next guy, and I can tell you about as emotionally uh, fired up with that as you are the Chilean miners. All right, we're going to take a quick break. David Olson, our producer, coach, and the big dog talking sports and more. The two guys at a mic show, that's what we do on a regular basis here. We'll take a quick break. Our phone lines are open if you want to talk sports and or more. We prefer the more, quite frankly. 888-463-6748, talkzone.com. Quick break, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in 38.5 seconds. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com big dog got an email during the break big dog i don't know if it's for real or not but it basically says get my name right stupid and it's signed jermicus finley it's probably him well i mean seriously if you if you were injured and your season was over, and yep. you were down in the dumps, you'd listen to this show too, Coach. That could be a tagline for our show. Depressed, down in the dumps, rough day, not feeling good, lost your over. job, mm-hmm. tune into two guys in a mic, it can, and, then our, and then dot, 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 things can get worse. Well, <laughs> at least Michael Finley will definitely be playing the rest of this particular I mean, he'll be getting yep. paid the rest of this particular year. Yep. That, that's the good thing that he has. Jermichael or Jermichus? Jermichael. Jermichael. See, then this must have been an imposter because the email says Jermichus. So yeah, we just, must have been, Coach. Unless he was being sarcastic with me. Yeah, we're big up in Green Bay. Don't kid yourself. A lot of Packer fans listen to this show, Big Doug. If nothing else, they like to listen to, uh, they love to hate you. I don't know if that makes you feel any better, but you are uh, rather roundly hated up in Green Bay. And you know what they say about sports tacos? Love me or hate me, just don't, just listen to me. I have to say, when I was doing the whole uh, Black and Blue City, the, the Cubs versus White Sox stuff, mm-hmm. when uh, a White Sox fan I didn't know came up to me and started giving me crap, I was like, I've made it. This mm-hmm. is I finally, this, this is exactly what I wanted out of my life. Was exactly some guy it. to come up to me and exactly, start MFing me. You've come of age. And, you know, I, come was, of age. I was thoroughly happy about the guy. I thought he was insulting me. It was he made mm-hmm. he made my day, coach? There you go. By the way, while you're talking, Randy Myers, our assistant producer, showing. The picture we were talking about earlier to David Olson, Brett Favre's elbow. I think that apparently is it. The two of them are having a good laugh over there. I just, I hope it's his elbow anyways that they're laughing about. All right. right, <laughs> 888-463-6748. Big dog, I want to move on to your favorite sport. I know I don't have, he don't even have to ask for permission when we talk about some college football. Let's look to some games coming up on Saturday. Of course, remind everybody football Friday tomorrow. We'll make our beat the schmoes. Football picks, but it's interesting, dog. Most of the best games, feel free to disagree, are right here in the Midwest in the Big Ten. Those are your best matchups for this coming Saturday. I would thoroughly agree uh, with uh, with him at the, the Wisconsin Ohio State game. Oh my goodness, that's going to be a, a phenomenal game. 
Iowa going into Ann Arbor. I mean, it might be a decent game just because it's in Ann Arbor, you know, and maybe Iowa will have a little bit of the edge off. Uh, Illinois taking on Michigan State. There's some really, really phenomenal games here in the Midwest this mm-hmm. weekend. How do you see those games coming out? I find, I don't know if it's going to be the best game, the most fascinating one to try and predict is the one you mentioned, Iowa at Michigan. I think that's going to be an interesting match, matchup, especially Iowa's better, but Michigan wants badly to bounce back from a bad performance last week. Yes, yes. Uh, the only thing is, I mean, that, it's a deflating loss when you you lose to a rival at home. Yep. And their defense is so bad. It's, it's, that's, it's a tough call for simple fact is you don't know what Denard Robinson you're going to have. Because if Denard Robinson doesn't get hurt during the game, you know, he's awfully hard to stop. But the thing is, Michigan's defense doesn't stop anybody. So I would lean towards, uh, I would definitely lean towards Iowa winning that particular ball game, coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. I was impressed that Art Robertson, the Heisman Trophy candidate, watched uh, the last game, and I was, I'm getting more impressed with his passing ability. And you say if he doesn't get hurt, I would say if he can show the ability to throw the ball down the field, then the guy's unstoppable. And you know what? He's not. He's a running quarterback, but he's not a bad passer, Big Doug. Well, it's usually pretty easy to pass him because everybody's one-on-one on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, everybody's up near the line of scrimmage to try to stop him. So uh, it, it he doesn't exactly have a, a, a lot going against him in the passing game, Coach. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to make perfect throws. And that's the thing is if you're a running quarterback like him, you know, if you're smart with the football, you could probably find somebody out there in a one-on-one situation, and those yep. are some pretty easy throws typically. Yep, so, yep. Make the defense pay for uh, for watching eyeing on your running game too much, no question about it. And he's been uh, getting better and better. A couple of mistakes. Last game, I think he threw one bad interception early in the game in the uh, end zone, in the red zone. But outside of that, he threw some good passes. Receivers did not come up with catches. So that's going to be a fun game to watch. How about your University of Illinois? Try to be, I know you're, it's tough for you to be objective, but do the best you can as a sports professional. Not sure where our laugh track button is, but uh, Illinois at Michigan State. The Spartans certainly favored, but uh, the Illini with a chance based on their last game, Doug. Yeah, they definitely have a chance. You know, there, there were years where it was like, oh yeah, it's a you know a snowball in hell chance, but you know now with that they're blocking and tackling, it, it's going to be a football game in East Lansing. Don't I'm not just saying that because I'm a diehard Illini fan. I I, I love I like this team. They got a lot of speed, but for the first time. In a while, they're actually blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Mikel Shore, with mm-hmm. Nate Busty, Nate Busty is their best football player, too, by the way, Coach. Yeah, you know, they're a weak side linebacker. Nate Bussey? Is their best football player. Okay. I've watched every snap of every Illinois game okay. this year, almost all the snaps of last year's games. That kid, I know Mikel Shore will probably be a first or second round pick, but if there's anybody on that team that deserves to be a first or second round pick, it's number 18. That kid makes every single play. He's always putting big hits on people. Last week, that Nate play he made, uh, it's a bat the ball in the air and then intercepted and returned it for a touchdown okay. that everybody is raving about. I mean, he does stuff like that consistently for the University of Illinois. You are not convinced. I remember number 18 now, and not even because I've watched not every game, but two or three of the games. And I do know the 18 you're talking about. You're not confusing him now with Simeon's very own Martez Wilson. Martez Wilson is the biggest most overrated piece of crap that <laughs> Illinois has had in years. You could have just yeah, said, no, I'm not confusing him. That guy is horrible. How many, by the way, he played his best football <laughs> game at Illinois against Penn State. 
was by far his best football game he's ever played at Illinois. So I will give you this. I will tip my hat and say, Martez Wilson, all this the the venom that I've spewed about you over the last couple of weeks in this in my house. I don't do it over the air. I haven't done it. He, that guy is horrible. He can't tackle anybody. He reminds me of a rodeo clown the way he gets dragged around the field. Okay. <laughs> Uh, how wow. many tackles can that guy miss? Just, he's up. leading Illinois in tackles, but he's also leading in missed tackles. People, like when you drop a scheme, you're like, oh, don't worry about number two. He'll just bounce off the running back because that's what happens. Or he'll run right past. I mean, he's an inside linebacker. You're supposed to go inside and out on people. And he, for some reason, he tries to chase people with outside leverage. Dude, you're an inside linebacker. Go from the hip and try to drive a guy into the ground. (laughs) You know, I am not confusing the two, Coach. One guy is fundamentally sound. The other guy is nothing but an athlete playing linebacker. He is first-team all-poster. Looks outstanding in a poster. Oh, doesn't he? Yeah, but, but, you know, I would agree with your comments. Not quite as nasty as you said them. The kid's only 19, 20 years old. Take it easy. No, he's not. He's 22. Whatever. 22? All right, then go ahead and fire on him. What the heck? He's old enough to drink. He's old enough to get fired on. But last year he was underachieving. I thought this year he was actually. He was definitely underachieving last year because he was in the hospital for the last 11 games of the season. (laughs) He broke his neck in the Missouri game. Yes, but all right, then the year before. But the previous two years. Yes, okay. Oh, my goodness. He did nothing. And then this year is the senior year, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to lose my last year eligibility because I'm going to go pro. You are? You say that before the season starts? Why don't you learn how to tackle somebody first? So, yeah, you're right. He's the all-body team, but yeah, no, he's got no football skills. So. <laughs> All right. Pulling no punches, folks. The big dog, Radwanski and the coach with you, 888-463-6748. Let's talk Ohio State taking on Wisconsin. Ohio State looked pretty powerful until they came up against Illinois, and Illinois at least proved you can play with them close. Wisconsin? On again, off again. They were on again last weekend. Big dog, the game is at Wisconsin. You know those Badger fans are the, I think the pregame parting started about three hours ago. They will be pumped up, the fans at Camp Randall. How do you see that game coming? The Buck, Alabama lost last week. Another number one team about to fall? Well, uh, you know what? I actually have that game previewed and big dog ah, versus spread interesting. on the videos. I really hope people go to uh, uh, Chi Town Mix dot com check it out coach they're, they're pretty funny and i have to say one of my funniest lines of, have you watched the the recap of last week did you see that yet when you it say the recap now. i saw the the previews of last week okay well uh, I, the recap is up and okay. it's by the recap was by far the best that i had done up to that point so but my my pick of the, of the wisconsin ohio state game mm-hmm. without a doubt my best line that i think i've ever had i've used it on this show but i was able to actually put it you know, on camera. Right. Again, for the fans out there, Chai Town, Chai is C-H-I, by the way, ChaiTownMix.com. Now, I'm a little confused, Big Dog. Is the recap and this week's preview two different things, or is that well, one and the I same? Do, I do a recap of last week's picks, picks, and then I give you, then after that, I give okay. you all my picks coming up for this particular weekend. All on and, the uh, same video. Well, it's no different video, so because we want to make sure people, because if people see like 15 minutes of video, they won't watch it. But they'll they'll be more than happy to give up like a minute and a half. But the recap is four and a half minutes, coach. And I'm telling you, folks, it's definitely worth viewing. Uh, okay. That my my line for the like you're exactly right. I talk about how crazy Camp Randall is, and you know you go in there at night. Uh, my picks Wisconsin, coach. You're gonna have you're gonna have to watch it to actually get a taste of what I'm talking about. Okay. 
But you are picking uh, not just with the spread, but you think uh, the potential another number one team might get defeated. Well, I, I, I did say uh, that uh, Ohio State was on the last play of the game by a field goal. Ah. So, yeah, it's, it's going to okay. be an extremely, extremely good game up in mm-hmm. Camp Randall. That's, it's definitely the game to be watching Saturday night. That's a night game, huh? Mm-hmm. So that means uh, all those 14-year-old girls will be drinking for about you know, 12 hours straight before they actually go into the uh, Camp Randall. That could be a problem, especially if you're an 18-year-old tight end. Yeah, ain't that the, ain't that the truth. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Excuse me. How about nationally, Big Dog? The best game out there, I think, is uh, Arkansas at Auburn. I watched Arkansas play early in the year. I think they are legit top 10, the best Razorback team in recent memory. I haven't seen Auburn play this year. They're undefeated. Should be a great matchup. Arkansas. Taking on the boys from Auburn. How do you see that one? Yeah, Arkansas, you know, they've got a great offense. They've got, a, a, like, an incredible quarterback, an NFL prospect. They've got all kinds of receivers. They've got a decent running game, but their passing game is so good that it makes their running game better. But their defense sucks. So they they will – I don't see them being a, a top-ten team. They've got a, maybe the third or fourth-best offense in the country, though, Coach. I'll give you that, but their, mm-hmm. their, their defense is not good. Auburn has a very good defense, and they also have – the best quarterback in the country that nobody's talking about in Cam Newton. That kid is absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's funny as at the beginning of the year, everybody's like, oh yeah, Jake Walker is the first number one overall pick, no doubt. No, I think the, the kid from Auburn is going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Interesting. So. Mel Kuyper joining us here on the two guys in a mic show. Let me add, Cam Newton, uh, related to the ex-commissioner of the SEC, ex-Auburn basketball coach CM Newton, or probably not? I doubt it. Okay. He was the kid that was the number one overall prospect in the country okay. that went to Florida, and then he tried to steal the computer. Don't remember, but okay. And then, and then Tim Tebow decided to come back for his senior year, so he quit the program, and he went to a small school last year. Mm-hmm. And then somehow he's, he's the quarterback of Auburn this year because he transferred to Auburn, but normally in order to get a scholarship you have to sit out a year, so yep. he's paying for his school at Auburn. Okay. Kind of strange, isn't it? Interesting. That, that this kid can afford to go to Auburn. It's all, all above board, Big Dog. Oh, uh, I'm sure it is. I'm all talking, above you know, board. Down in the SEC, it's, it's, it's compliance yeah. first. By the way, it says here in the script he's a computer major, too. Oh, really? <laughs> that, that's why he was stealing one when he was at Florida. <laughs> oh, and didn't get kicked off the team for some reason. Emailer Cinemax Cindy uh, emails in and says, please ask Joel about my new favorite player in college football. Who is Shaky Smithson? You're going to you're gonna have to probably give me the pronouncing name right, Coach. Who is this? I think sh- uh, emailer Cinemax Cindy says, Shaky Smithson, is he the wide receiver from TCU? Oh, I don't, I'm not familiar with this okay. guy. I gotta, I've got to right. get to know him. I have not watched TCU play at all this year. The one game that they were on television against Oregon State, I actually had to work that particular day. So I really uh-huh. can't talk that much about TCU. Right. Well, it was any type of uh, I haven't seen him play either, but any player with the first name Shaky can't be all bad. And I think last game he had a couple of touchdowns. That's outstanding. I'd have to say the greatest name of any player, that I, like first name, uh, was Jaworski. He was a wide receiver at North Carolina. Do you remember what I'm talking about? His no. last name was Polak. So his, <laughs> Come on. Yes. Are you serious? Where on my father's grave on my life. First the name? His last name was Polak. And his stupid parents decided to name him Jaworski. 
and I guess they were big Eagles fans growing up. Do they call them Jaws for short? I don't know what they call them, but I, I you know legitimately you got to look it up. North Carolina. We've had this conversation before. You didn't believe me. I had to go to Google <laughs> to prove it to you. Okay. We've had a lot of conversations that I don't remember. Either you're talking to other people and confusing them with me, or my recollection of our conversations has become almost non-coherent. No, you're the only person that I talk to that frustrates me, Coach. Everybody else I've gotten out of my life. Yeah. Well, look at the bright side. The fact that I have to do a radio show with you five hours a week. I mean, I talk to you more than pretty much anybody. And you're the one who frustrates me more than anybody. Well, if I can frustrate you from 10 to 11, five days a week, one hour a day, five in total, that's part of my job here on Sports Talk Radio. All right. Any other college football? I know on tonight, help me out, Big Dog. Is this a watchable game or not? What kind of a rivalry is Kansas State at? Kansas. I, I feel a need to watch college football, but is this game worth a, a little DVR action? Uh, that's good. I, I will say this: you, you will like the game, Coach, because nobody will play defense in this game. Okay. This game has as it, it has thirty five, thirty one written all over it, Coach. Mm-hmm. So you might like it. There'll be all kinds of passing. Kansas State's got a really good running back, uh, and, and Kansas doesn't have anybody that plays any defense. So. And they've got a decent offense. I think you'll like it. You know, a lot of ball going up up and down mm-hmm. the field. I think you'll enjoy it. It'll be attractive. The, the preview of this game from the University of Kansas is, uh, just to get everybody excited for football, we're playing Thursday night because basketball practice starts tomorrow. That's their. That's what the football T-shirts say. Yeah, that's if they had that midnight madness at Friday, they can <laughs> yes. have everybody leave the game and walk. Uh, is, it at, is, is it in uh, Lawrence or is it in Manhattan? Games at Kansas. Okay. In Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we should mention Midnight Madness starts tomorrow. A lot of teams aren't – I guess the Midnight Madness is getting a little passe. Some teams are kind of getting away from that a little bit. Northwestern, I know, is doing a little 5.30 to 6.30 get-together pizza and appetizers, dog, if you want to show up for some free food for all the uh, fans. But the uh, bottom line is, whether you do a big, big production or not, college hoops teams start practicing tomorrow. Very exciting. Yeah, that is, it's a really exciting, especially as an Illinois fan, because we've got so much talent coming back. So I, I'm fired up this year about college yeah. basketball. A lot of talent. I will tell you this about the University of Illinois basketball team, so near and dear to the two of us, dog. And uh, any of our fans, you want to sneak a little college hoop talk in Midnight Madness tomorrow, feel free to do so, coach, and the big dog at your service, 888-463-6748. Bruce Weber is an outstanding basketball coach. He will need a equally outstanding team psychologist. They're not going to need X's and O's this year. But there are a lot of personalities, I'm trying to be kind, a lot of egos on this team from the seniors, like a Mike Davis who thinks he's playing for the right to be drafted in the NBA. I hate to tell you, Mike, Europe as far as you're ever going to go. Superstar freshmen coming in that think they might be one and done and they got to get it done this year. Sophomores like Brandon Paul and DJ Richardson, they're... There's talent, dog, but they're going to need some master psychology to get this group to work together. You didn't even mention Dimitri McCamey, who's the wow. biggest head yes. case out of he's, all of them. He's the walking. I, I'm so glad you brought up uh, uh, Richardson and Brandon Paul because, to be quite honest with you, Coach, I think they're the most level-headed players that they're going to have in those are sophomores. You're exactly right about Mike Davis. Okay, and you didn't even you didn't even bring up the center of what Tibbs. Yeah. The guy that that is seven foot three with love. great hands, and he decides to take eighteen foot jump shots all the time. Love Mike Draft Tisdale. Underneath the basket. Get your ass underneath the basket, Mike Tisdale. Big fan of Mike Tisdale. Take it yeah, easy. Yeah, I am too, especially when he's catching the ball three feet away from the rim. You, so have, he's, he's you have to do what you do best, big dog. He's not a 
back to the basket, muscle in type player. Yeah, yeah, yeah a, yes, he, yeah, yes, he is. He's not really. He catches the ball and does that little turnaround hook. Oh my goodness, it's unstoppable, coach. He, it's never been stopped. Instead, he's always like, "Oh, okay, uh, I'll, I'll go shoot jump shots." No, get your ass underneath the hoop. All right, okay? you, you got a point there. But just to play devil's advocate on your seven footers play inside theory, to play devil's advocate, it's hey, just just because I'm seven feet tall. If you have a skill set, use that particular skill set. If you happen to be six four and you can't dribble real well and your outside shot's not great, but you got a big butt, you have a great nose for the ball and great post move, well, play inside. So it doesn't matter what your size is. Use your skills to your strength. Again, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but Mike and Tisdale can... a seven-foot jump shooter in the history of the NBA. Dirk Nowitzki. Okay, and I, that was the only one that I could think of. Because the rest of them, you, you can't dribble out there. You, you can't move to the hole. So all you can do is mm-hmm. shoot jump shots. You're just a soft big man is all you are. With Illinois, when he's an awesome coach, when he catches the ball down low, he uses the backboard. And he, he's got a nice little move. You know, He takes a little step inside, then he spins the other way, and he mm-hmm. gets those easy layups. Illinois dominates when he catches the ball three to four all feet right. away from the hole. All night long they do. So that, that's something, they all have mental issues. They all have, and the, the biggest is McCamey. If McCamey yes. can just realize that he, if he yep. if he leads and does what Weber says to do, he has a better chance of going to the NBA, and Illinois has a much 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 better chance of winning the Big Ten mm-hmm. and making another trip to the Final Four. Yep. Getting that group to play together, if they do, the talent is uh, you know be willing to say almost almost as good as any team in the country. But it's going to be an interesting mix because you got the. Uh, Couple of head cases with the incoming freshmen as well, and McCamey and Davis—they've got their issues. But boy, if you can get a psychologist, maybe you big dumb. Maybe you should offer your services. You're not a doctor, you're not trained in it, but you do have good uh, personality instincts. Maybe you should be sitting next to uh, Bruce Weber. Maybe Tra- I should do the. Maybe I should just go into the locker room one day and just do the Don Rickles and just start making fun of everybody. <laughs> he seems to make people at ease. You know, oh, yeah. Don, Don Rickles can call me a Polak, and I'll be like, yeah. "Hey, he's right." You know, there's something about Don Rickles. Yeah, cut cut through the tension. Mm-hmm. Use a little use a little humor to get the boys together. No question about it. Yeah, the NBA though, don't underrate that factor. That is a um, in the backs it's, of the minds of a lot of these players. Yeah. yeah, you know, they hear the coach talk about team first, but then they got their agents and their peeps talking to them about the NBA. So there's that 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 strange sports mix going on in their head. And for college coaches to get kids really to buy into playing together, sharing the ball, it's uh, easy to say. Harder to do. Some teams do it better well than others. And you know what the sad thing is, is uh, if these players really want to make it to the NBA, they'll actually play the game in the flow of the game because, trust me, these scouts get paid a lot of money. They watch a lot of film. The last thing they want to do is just to see some guy that you know doesn't pass when he's supposed to take stupid shots. They actually have less of a chance to play in the NBA. If you really want to make it in the NBA, do whatever it takes for your team to win. Mm-hmm. You will be noticed. And trust me, when you look at the end of the year, doesn't it seem like teams that make the Final Four always have more draft picks than other teams? Yep. Just throwing it out there, Coach. Yeah, you, you have a couple of good games in the uh, in the Final Four, and you get mm-hmm. noticed, no question about it. Tyrone, uh, Tyrone Thomas, right? Good Tyrus example. Thomas. Huh? Tyrus Thomas. Tyrus Thomas, good example of that. Not many mm-hmm. pro scouts was on his radar. In the uh, Was it LSU? LSU. Yeah, his, his team yeah. makes the Final Four, Final Eight, or the NCAA tournament. He has a phenomenal tournament. Next thing you know, the Bulls are picking him with the fourth overall pick in the draft. 
Actually, they didn't pick him. They picked LaMarcus Aldridge, and they decided to trade for Tyrus Thomas. No, my goodness, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Hate to bring up sore subject. All right, dog, about a minute and a half left. Give me a quick baseball preview. No games tonight. Yankees-Tampa Bay tomorrow, and the great pitching matchup, Philadelphia and Frisco, Halliday versus Lincecum Saturday. Give me 45 solid seconds on uh, a little MLB Final Four. Uh, here's my preview. I'm going to be bitching and complaining that the San Francisco Giants-Philadelphia Philly game is on on a Saturday night up against Wisconsin, Ohio State, Pitiful. and Alabama, Mississippi, when that game should be played on a Friday. What the heck is Bud Selig and baseball talking about? We're trying to compete with football, okay? You got a beautiful Thursday and a beautiful Friday. We could have played these games, but instead you want to push the, the, the timetable back to November to finish baseball games. I'm, I'm, I'm whatever, Coach. I'm no, I, I could not agree with you more. We talked about that yesterday. And by the way, wow. your comments to both Bud Selig and you and Wendy Selig yesterday were classics, and they will be carted up in our highlight show coming up later in the year. By the way, she was blowing up my celly. <laughs> David Olson is going to put together our top ten highlights for a Christmas CD. Unfortunately, we'll just a couple more weeks to get the top ten. <laughs> I was going to say after doing this show for nine months, right now he's only got four. So we've got to come up with six highlights in the next month and a half, Big Dog. It might not be easy. I will try my best. Either that's going to be a very quick, short CD. All right, Dog, have a great day. We'll talk to you about Football Friday tomorrow, Big Dog. Beat the Schmoles. I can hardly wait. 24 long hours. Have a great day, Dog. Later. Hey. Ho. We done, David? Show's over. Started with the Chilean Miners. And we ended with the big dog firing on Bud Ceiling and a lot of stuff in between. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll do it again tomorrow on our Football Friday. David Olson, great job as our producer. TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic signing off. Have a great day, everybody.